five, four, three, two, one. I'm Eddie Starr, and this is the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Class is now in session. This is where the music and culture that shaped a generation live on, and my own path through the world of rock and roll. All right, it's 2023, and a belated Happy New Year to everyone. And it's already shaping up to be a great year for rock and roll. Iggy Pop released his new album, Every Loser, on January 6th, and it's a really, really great album. It really does take him back to his work with the Stooges. And it also sort of shows every Iggy he's been throughout his solo career. And I really like what Stuart Berman of Pitchfork wrote. And this is a quote. For every loser, Andrew Watt, who's a producer, doesn't try to turn Iggy Pop into something he's not but rather gives him the space to be every Iggy Pop he wants to be. Over the course of its 11 tracks, we're treated to a parade of iconic Iggy archetypes. The profane punk, the seedy underworld Sinatra, the Eurobound futurist, the lovable curmudgeon, and, via the Warhol-inspired comedic interlude, The News for Andy, the world's coolest infomercial pitchman. And that is really true. It, it sums up the album perfectly. Some of my favorite songs are Frenzy, Strung Out Johnny, and Neopunk, which you'll be able to check out in the playlist that goes along with this episode. And uh, it also has some great appearances by Dave Navarro, Eric Avery and Chris Cheney of Jane's Addiction, Duff McKagan of Guns N' Roses, Stone Gossard of Pearl Jam, Taylor Hawkins, Travis Parker, and of course Andrew Watt, the producer, appears on the album as well. He's going to be touring as Iggy and the Losers, and the Losers are Guns N' Roses, Duff McKagan, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Chad Smith, Josh Klinghoffer, and Andrew Watt. And they're going to be doing some shows, and the lineups are just out of this world. It's uh, including the Cruel World Festival on May 20th in Pasadena, California, and it's put on by Club Doom and Golden Voice. And uh, Iggy will be headlining that with Susie Sue. Billy Idol, <clears throat> excuse me, Adam Ant, Echo and the Bunnymen, and the Lo- Great Los Angeles Band, The Motels. And then on July 1st, it'll be a show in London with Blondie and Generation Sex, which is really punk history. I mean, Billy Idol and Tony James of Generation X with Steve Jones and Paul Cook of the Sex Pistols. And if you throw your tired memory bank back to, I think, like 20, I think it was 2018, maybe 2019. (laughs) I'm not sure. 
but uh, they did a show at the Roxy in Los Angeles. And there's most of the show is on YouTube. And what a great show. I, I will put the link to that in the description as well. And now it's time for what, for something I'm going to call my rock and roll rant. <laughs> and these are just things that sort of bug me. Um, starting with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And they've irritated a lot of people and received much criticism. And I wanted to throw my two cents in because they really don't have any credibility. They're, you know, like the Sex Pistols, when they were inducted and uh, there was that letter, they didn't show up and Johnny Rotten wrote a great letter <laughs> calling them out. And uh, it, it's an industry thing. And the sad thing about it is, you know, they induct all these different artists, iconic, some of them. Uh, but it's more about the commerce of it. It's not really historical at all. So it confuses everything. And I think for kids or people who are not as familiar with music, um, it's sort of distorts the past because they aren't representing they aren't representing things correctly they're calling things by names of you know different types of music that it's not what they say it is it's not rock and roll and that term has so been co-opted by corporate media um, variety of players Anyway, here's uh, Steve Jones talking about that. I thought what he had to say was really sums it up in Backspin about six years ago on Yahoo Music. So here we go. Here's Steve Jones. We didn't go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I think John was right, rightly so, when they came back with, well, you can come, but if any of your friends come, they have to spend 10 grand for a seat. And that, to me, doesn't sound like rock and roll. So there you have it. Put very eloquently and summed up perfectly by a sex pistol, the great Steve Jones. In addition to that, in the last three months, we saw a commercial by Workday, uh, who, for the Super Bowl, put together this commercial with Ozzy Osbourne, Gary Clark Jr., Joan Jett, Billy Idol, and Paul Stanley. And it was supposedly all these iconic rock stars complaining to corporate types about them co-opting the word rock star. And, uh, you know, it's true. <laughs> Everything rocks now. Food rocks. Clothes rock. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame rocks. You know, even though like last year they're, you know, they inducted Dolly Parton, who's a country artist. And, uh, you know, I, I think at this point they should call it the American Music Hall of Fame. And that way they could, you know, have the different genres, just like you had in a record store. Rock, pop, country, R&B, 
hip hop, the blues. And I also wish that they would really give a lot of uh, due to give the proper credit to a lot of artists who, you know, may not have been as huge in America, but were huge in the UK or Australia. They don't really, it's not really like a historical thing. It's really an industry thing, as Steve Jones really laid it out. So that's all I really have to say about that subject. And also, too, I did want to comment on one other thing about how everything now is about politics. And one of the, you know, there's been many uh, bad things that have come out from social media. There's been many good things as well with the Internet. There's a lot of nuance, but the one thing I hate see now is when you see people who you've grown up admiring their music or something, you know, something they've done and they start, everything is political. Everything is about politics. You know, it's really sad to me because, you know, a lot of these people have very colorful amazing lives and have put out great art and music. And yet all they're talking about is politics. And, you know, one of the things that really inspired me and the reason that I was able to find out a lot of things like, for instance, about the glitter movement in England or the punk movement, because I was too young to experience that. But the way I found out about it was, oh, you know, in the early 80s when I was a very young teenager and, oh, I heard Joan Jett with I Love Rock and Roll, that became popular in the charts. Oh, I'd read articles in Cream or Circus Magazine and uh, or Rolling Stone even. And they would talk about their influences and how, you know, they became who they were and what inspired them. And so, for instance, when I heard, you know, Joan talk about Rodney's English disco and I started listening to Rodney on The Rock and, you know, you'd hear about Gary Glitter. Oh, she covered Do You Want to Touch Me? What? Who's Gary Glitter? Or, oh, The Sweet. Who's The Sweet? What, what are they about? You know, Ballroom Blitz and all these things that I was too young when they were out and popular and didn't even know about, but... I was able to go back and find out all this stuff and, uh, you know, or even Billy Idol, you know, he became popular in 83 or 82, maybe, um, with White Wedding and Rebel Yell and, oh, Generation X. Wow. You know, Susie Sue and the Banshees, uh, all these different bands, Penetration. So... I really wish that instead of, you know, people can say what they want to say, of course, and this isn't any uh, anything, you know, to say, oh, you know, people can't say what they want or, you know, how they want to present themselves. But, you know, by talking, there's so many other things they could be talking about is my point. Things that, you know, 
would encourage other people to go back and check out things. And uh, one of the great things or experiences that I had was uh, when I first came uh, to New York, I worked in a play. I worked in Virgin, the Virgin Megastore, and uh, for a Christmas, for like a holiday help or whatever. I had just left Los Angeles, and you know, I was sort of in between things. And it was really fun to turn people on to, you know, music. You'd run into people who didn't know about, uh, you know, this band or that band, and. You know, and you, you you'd go around and say, "Oh, here's what you got to listen to. Oh, you got to check out this album. You know, here is Exile on Main Street. Oh, you know, here are the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's. You know, all this stuff, and it's all out there. And the funny thing to me is that all the music that was so hard to find prior to the internet and now is just so widely available." And a lot of times, I don't think you see that curiosity in people to, like, you know, find out about stuff. And um, I just wish everything would, you know, it just sucks. I hate seeing everything being, you know, politicized and on and on. And even in magazines that are still around like Rolling Stone, they don't ask uh, the other month ago or so, there was an article, uh, an interview with Joan Jett. And all it was, was politics, really. You know, they asked about a couple things. Oh, identity politics. And, oh, you know, you're a woman. And, uh, you know, how does that feel? And all this other stuff. And rather than talking about oh, wow, you know, you played, you were one of the first bands to play uh, the GDR before the wall came down. What was that like? What was it like, you know, to play to all these, you know, uh, soldiers and the USO all throughout the world and all these great moments that she's had? And rather than that, they want to just talk about uh, social issues or whatever, political things, and it just sucks. So anyway, that's my rant about that. <laughs> Maybe a little bit incoherent, but I really think it's important. And, uh, you know, I've had a great time, you know, learning about music and you know, talking to different people and reading articles, even going when you used to go to shows and people would talk about, uh, you know, oh, here's this bootleg. You need to check this out. There was always someone there to say, oh, here's something you need to check out. Anyway, I'm getting distracted. So on to the next thing, which is what I've been listening to. So, Lately, I've been sort of rediscovering live albums, which don't get talked about too much today because everybody can video a concert on their phone and upload it to YouTube. And a lot of times bands are just spewing out all their shows, which are recorded. And I will defer to the position that less is more. So here are three albums 
uh, four albums, actually, that I think are really worth a listen. Uh, the Ramones' Greatest Hits, um, which I came across. If I didn't, I, I, For some reason, I missed that. But it came out in 1996, and it was a record of some of their last shows before they broke up, uh, the Adios Amigos tour. And I saw the Ramones in 1991 on the Escape for New York tour uh, with uh, the Tom Tom Club and uh, Debbie Harry and Chris Stein. It was not Blondie. It was she was doing. I think I want that man or her solo stuff. Um, so I saw the Ramones there, and then I saw them in '94. And I saw him in 96 as well. And towards the end, the last show I went to, you couldn't even tell what they were playing. All you heard is one, two, three, four. And that was it. And I had taken my younger sister with me and she was sort of like, I can't even tell what song they're playing. (laughs) But listening to this record and discovering it um, was great because you listen and you can The songs are played very, very fast, but they're very, very tight. And Joey Ramone's voice was amazing. I mean, he, you could tell the band was at their peak. They really had perfected their art. So I'm going to recommend that album. It's a great, great album. Um, The next live record, Scorpions, Worldwide Live. And they also have a new record out now called Rock Believer. But uh, during the 80s, when I was in high school, uh, I liked a lot of the punk and some of the new wave. But uh, there were, there were, everything was metal, at least where I was in Los Angeles. You know, you had the Sunset Strip, and it was Motley Crue, it was Bon Jovi, it was Dawkin, Judas Priest. Iron Maiden, all metal. (laughs) And uh, there weren't too many rhythm guitar players out there. And so basically um, that I would love at first sting in 1984. And of course that record cover was very, it caught your attention. (laughs) So um, I got that album. I listened to Blackout. Uh, Those are my two favorite albums. But Worldwide Live really does capture the band, how tight they were. Um, You know, just the power. And going back to that whole thought I was trying to get out, (laughs) Uh, Rudolf Schenker, who is a rhythm guitar player, and the songwriter and the Scorpions, there were not any rhythm guitar players that I really could see from my perspective as a teenager then in any bands. You know, you had Joan Jett, Lou Reed, you know, people, but it wasn't really a thing. And Rudolf Schenker played rhythm guitar. And if you look at that album cover and his expression when he's playing, he plays with such passion. And it's so rock and roll and just really there's something really powerful about it and um 
So anyway, you should check out that album. Also, too, when you listen to the album, you can hear the, the stadium crowds. And it's sort of like a great time capsule of what was happening in the 80s with those arena, you know, rock bands. And then the third uh, live record, moving on, is Cheap Trick at Budokan, which is one of the first albums that really I can say I picked that album myself i was like nine years old i think and i had gotten i've mentioned this before but uh, my aunt gave me a little transistor white radio with battery operated and was very small but i would when i'd go to sleep at night i'd always take the radio and i'd listen to khj and stuff and um <laughs> i'll never forget robin zander's voice i want you to want me and you heard the crowd and, you know, of course, they went into I Want You to Want Me. And, uh, of course, the great song Surrender. So that is something to definitely check out again, if you already know about it. But it's always worth another listen. And then uh, The Runaways, Live in Japan, which is a really good live album. Really does capture the band. And it's really... Um, it's sort of amazing when you think about that they were all like 17 years old or, you know, 17, maybe 18 years old and how well and amazingly they played. And, um, more so I think than you know, I love their albums. Uh, but I really do think that that is really a fully realized album. So check that out. Anyway, that's going to be it for this episode. I want to thank everybody for continuing to tune in. It's sponsored, of course, by Ton Up Records. So go to tonuprecords.com and check out all the releases there. We have a single out from Philip Paul Kelly, Savior, from the Rock Whim for a Wrestler, uh, off-Broadway cast recording. And that album is also out, and you can purchase that actually at interpunk.com and amazon.com. So go to Interpunk and and buy the album. You can also get it, like I said, on Amazon too. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast on YouTube, please like, share, subscribe. I appreciate it. Uh, also, tell me what you're listening to. And uh, on Apple, leave a review of the show. And, of course, you can find us on Deezer, Spotify, and wherever you download your podcast. So that's it for me. Thank you so much. And rock on. Oh, one more thing. On February 3rd, Columbia Records and Legacy Recordings put out the 50th anniversary Legacy Edition of Iggy and the Stooges' Raw Power. So I'm going to include that in the playlist for this episode. It includes the 1973 Bowie mix, a live show at Club Richards down in Atlanta, Georgia in October 73, and various outtakes from the Raw Power sessions. And also a couple of remixes. So be sure to check it out. Say, I'll be what you want.
College of Rock and Roll Knowledge is a production of Ton Up Incorporated. Copyright 2023 Ton Up Incorporated.